Praise the Lord. Well, let's get started here. Okay. Oh, we are going to go back to the book of Genesis here, but let's let's open this up just a moment here. And uh, we looked at last week, we looked at um, Joseph and actually Jacob, the end of Jacob's life. Remember, they had that big entourage of people come out of Egypt, and it wasn't just, well, I'll go, but I don't want to. Man, they loved Jacob. I mean, they loved Joseph. They loved his dad, and his dad, what, lived 17 years there with him? And then they had this big funeral, and it was called the Place of the Egyptian Mourners. Wow. Okay. Anyway, so your Bible's laid out, like I say, chronologically here. But I'm going to take a stop here in the book of Romans right here. Remember, this is Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. It's where we actually have what we call the Gospels. It's when Jesus boots on the ground, we like to say at work, you know, oh, Jesus was actually here. Of course, he was here all the time. Before Abraham was, I am. Abraham rejoiced to see my day. Oh, you're not 50 years old. You've seen Abraham. Before Abraham was, I am. You know, wow. So he'd always been around. Praise the Lord. Okay, but let's go to, this is history. So here's a letter written to, uh, uh, well, actually, let's back up. Let's catch a little piece of it right here. Romans chapter 1. Let's see what the letter is. It's just a letter, just an email. Dear friends in Rome. Well, they're not in Jerusalem, are they? And remember, Paul was sent to the Gentiles. In other words, people that weren't Jews. Is that going to matter? Well, yeah, in a minute, we'll see. This letter from Paul, Jesus Christ, oh my goodness, slave. We are the Lord's slaves. Anyway, chosen to be a missionary, sent out to preach God's good news. This good news was promised long ago by God's promises in the Old Testament. It's the good news about his son, Jesus Christ, who came as a human baby, born of, into David's, King David's royal family line, and being raised from the dead. Okay, this is just his introductory comments here, but I just wanted you to see who this was to. Notice this. Uh, and now through Christ, all the kindness of God is poured out upon us undeserving sinners. Notice he didn't say, oh, I can't believe you've made a mistake. Well, that throws you out. No, we're still undeserving sinners. And now he's sending us out around the world to tell all people everywhere. I want you to see how inclusive it is because sometimes we think just the Jews, just Jews. So that's good to think that way because you need to know that when it's mentioning just the Jews, that you're in on that deal. You're in on that package. Okay, praise the Lord. Sure, you don't want to say this. But notice, and you, dear friends in Rome, are among. So you, he's writing that even though you're not in Jerusalem and though you're not, uh, look at that, may all God's mercies and peace be yours. Okay, now let's jump ahead here. Chapter 4. Uh, remember, this is all one thing, and it's not a book of Romans. Oh, it's as big as an encyclopedia. No, it's not. That's a mental thing that I believe the enemy, the devil, he doesn't want us reading the Bible. Yeah, there's a real devil, you know, just like the Spirit's leading me. Well, the wrong spirit can lead you. It leads you away from reading your Bible. You'll think, well, that's just coincidence. It's just, Richard, it's just a coincidence that I don't read my Bible, you know, every year. I don't can't remember when I read it. <laughs> that's not a coincidence. Something's going on. You need to put a stop to that. Read your Bible. You can, I'm not asking questions to anybody, but you just think about, when's the last time I read my Bible, you know, and oh my gosh, you'll go, I cannot believe I went a week, two weeks, three, a week, Richard, I ain't read it in five years. <laughs> What's up with that? Praise the Lord. So fix that. Because here's information. Abraham was, humanly speaking, the founder of our Jewish nation. What were his experiences concerning the question of being saved by faith? See, some folks were arguing, wow, no, 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 no. You've got to do this, do this, do this to get saved. Was it because of his good deeds that God accepted him? Which is a lot of Bible Belt theology. By golly, no dancing, no drinking. And no smoking. And the list goes on. If so, he would have something to boast about. But from God's point of view, Abraham had no basis at all for pride. For the scriptures tell us that Abraham believed God. 
She didn't say he did something for God. He believed God. And that's why God canceled his sins and called him not guilty. Now, where have you ever heard that Abraham sinned? Say, we think, oh, he was such a right person, whatever, or whatever. Listen, we've all blown it. We've all made mistakes. Look at that. God cancels his sins. Declared him not guilty. How do you do that? Mercy. We just sang about it. Okay, okay. Well, it's funny. We didn't sing about it, but remember the author of that song is called Mercy Me. <laughs> okay. But he didn't earn his right to heaven by all the good things he did. Now, think about that. Praise the Lord. We can actually get excited. See, some people destroy that song. They go, yeah, well, yeah, I can only imagine. Yeah, but you're in trouble when you get there. Uh, Hold on just a minute. Thank God that fellow that wrote that song knew better, you know. But even there, you'll see this, it's like a vacuum cleaner. It's sucking you away from the truth of that song, thinking, well, you don't know, you know. You're... Yes, you do know. It was called Good News. We just read in the first chapter. What's this? But he didn't earn his right to heaven by all the good things he did. No, for being saved is a gift. Oh, we have got to just let that get us. It is a gift. You've got to, don't earn this thing. We have a response, which is, thank you, Jesus, and I do want to live right. But it's not even that response as a payment. It's just what you wind up doing. And sometimes you'll stumble at that. But don't worry about it. Anyway, it's a gift. It's given to those who do not work for it. For God declares, you know, the Lord's got to quit doing this. He's going to give us the wrong impression. No, he wants that impression. He declares sinners to be good in in his sight if they only have faith in Christ to save them from God's wrath. Praise the Lord. We still think we're going to get a little bit of that sting, and you're not going to. You're not going to. It's not, never going to happen. King David spoke of this uh, describing happiness of an undeserving sinner who was declared not guilty. This was in Psalm 30. No, Psalm 32. Blessed and to be envied, he said, are those whose sins are forgiven. Notice he didn't say, blessed is the guy who never made a mistake. No. Blessed is the guy whose sins are forgiven. Put out of his sight. He said, uh, yes what? Let me scroll down. Yes what? Uh, Joy there is for anyone whose sins are no longer counted against him. Notice it did not say those who never made a mistake and are God's favorites. See, that's what's so funny. We're all God's favorites. Say, Richard, I know better. Enoch is God's favorite because, you know, he lived to be 300-something years old, constant fellowship with God, and all of a sudden God took him. You know, that's you. God's favorite is Moses because God spoke to Moses face-to-face. The scriptures tell us that we speak face-to-face with Jesus Christ right now. See, remember Jesus said, blessed are those who have not seen and yet what? Do right? No. And yet believe. You know, we don't have to see him. Praise the Lord. He is there. He's everywhere he said he was going to be. Now then the question is, is this blessing given only to those who have faith in Christ, but also keep the Jewish laws, rules and regulations? What do you say? The Ten Commandments, whatever. Or is this blessing also given to those who do not keep the Jewish rules, but only trust in Christ? Well, what about Abraham? What did he do? We say that when he received these blessings, no, excuse me, we say that he received these blessings through his faith. Was it by faith alone or was it because he kept the Jewish laws? You know, by golly, you got to do these things. You don't miss a Sunday. You don't this, you don't that, you know. For the answer to that question, answer this one. When did God give this blessing to Abraham? Now notice, if we don't believe the book of Genesis, we're in a hole right here. Well, I don't, I don't know. No, it's easy to see. 
Abraham comes up in the 11th chapter of Genesis, right at the last two verses. And then it's the 11th chapter, 12th chapter, going forward all the way till his grandson is buried, you know, you know, and they're already in Egypt. Okay. It was before he became a Jew. Remember, there were no Jews. He was just like you and me. That's another thing that should grab you. I mean, come on. He didn't become a Jew and then God gave him a blessing. There were no Jews. There was no such thing as a Jew. Okay. Before he went through the Jewish initiation ceremony of circumcision. Wow. It wasn't until later on after God promised to bless him because of his faith that he was circumcised. That was later, and I'll just tell you, it's in the 17th chapter. It was like 10 years later. Okay. The circumcision ceremony was a sign that Abraham already had faith and that God had already accepted him, declared him just and good in his sight. Before the ceremony took place. So Abraham, look at this, is the spiritual father, oh, really, of those who believe and are saved without obeying the Jewish laws. Now, what we're going to cover again this morning, as we cover so many times, is you're linked to Abraham and all his blessings. That's the reason everything you, I like to say, turns to gold. <laughs> Things are going to turn around for you, whatever they are. You should look for that. But watch this, dealing with, you know, what about heaven? It's really good too. So Abraham is the spiritual father of those who believe and are saved without obeying Jewish laws. Praise the Lord. We see then that those, uh, scroll down. We see then uh, that those who do not keep these rules are justified by faith through Christ, through, through, excuse me, by God through faith. And Abraham is also the spiritual father of the Jews who have been circumcised. They can, for his example, excuse me, they can see from his example, that it is not this ceremony that saves him. For Abraham found favor by God alone before he was circumcised. You know, the physical act, whatever, fix something on a man. Okay, just want you to get the picture. We need to know this. Okay. It was an actual act took place. Okay. 13. It's clear then that God's promise was given, excuse me, it's clear then that God's promise to give the whole earth to Abraham and his descendants was not because Abraham obeyed God's laws, but because he trusted God to keep his promise. Well, so if you still claim that God's blessings go only to those that are good enough, can you imagine this is, this is what we're wanting to see and we didn't realize it's in the Bible. Look at that statement. If you still claim that God's blessings go to those who are good enough, that's not it. It's not good enough. It's the ones who are bugging the Lord. <laughs> Lord, help me. Like Laura and I were talking a moment ago. She was saying, uh, she said that the Lord told her once, you never asked me for anything. You know, <laughs> I mean, you ask him, ask him. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Okay. Oh, if you still think God's blessings only go to those that are good enough, then you are saying that God's promises to those who have faith are meaningless. Faith is foolish. But the fact of the matter is, look at this statement. When we try to gain God's blessing and salvation, now you know in your mind, watch, this is exactly the truth. By keeping his laws, we always under, you'll put yourself underneath his anger. Oh, he's mad at me. Because you'll think, well, I tried to do it and I didn't. I must have disappointed the Lord and oh, whatever. We always keep under his anger for we fail to keep them. The only way, look at this. Now, you know, I'm reading your Bible, okay? The only way we can keep from breaking laws is not to have any to break. That can't be in the Bible. It is. This is the living Bible, but the King James, you read the King James, you see it, same thing. So God's blessings are given to us by faith. It is a free gift. It's a free gift. But you know, the less you read your Bible, the more confident you will be that you have to earn it. And you can't do that. Go back to just trusting Jesus. 
We're certain to get them whether or not we follow Jewish customs if we have faith like Abraham. For Abraham is the father of us all when it comes to these matters of faith. That's what the scripture meant when he says that God made Abraham the father of, look at that, many nations. Is there one, one nation? Many nations. We're in there, praise the Lord. God will accept people in every nation who trust God as Abraham did. And this promise uh, is from God himself who makes the dead live again and speaks of future events as much certainty as though they're already past. In other words, he calls things that be not as though they were. Well, big words, but oh, he speaks of current things just as though they've already happened. Yeah, God's already spoken about you and I saying that we're blessed with him. So when God told Abraham he'd give him a son who would have many descendants and become a great nation, Abraham believed God, even though such a promise just couldn't come to pass. Like getting a job. Or like getting out of the hole financially. This is just, Lord, I don't know how you're going to do it. Yeah, he'll do it. He'll get you out. Yeah, but I feel so sick. There's no way this time. I, I, I know it's got to be, it's got to be cancer. <laughs> Stay with your faith now. Don't go to trust in your goody goodness, you know. Look what he said. Even though he didn't worry about the fact he was too old to be a dad at the age of 100 and Sarah's wife at 90 was much too old to have a child. But Abraham never doubted. He believed God for his faith uh, and trust grew even stronger. He praised God for this blessing even before it happened. That's where it hits us. Praise the Lord. You ever heard of the psalm? Psalm 41 says, Why so downcast, O my soul? I hear that come up. I'm sitting there. I'm not doing too good with my facial expression. I'm like, God, what in the world? I'm thinking, Richard, what are you so down about? I'm going to start biting my lip going, yeah, I know. I'm going to be okay. God's going to fix this. Why so downcast all my soul? So, uh, let's see. He, com- he was completely sure that God was able to do anything he promised. And because, because Abraham's faith, God forgave him his sins, declared him not guilty. That's three times he mentioned Abraham's sins. Well, then he'll take care of yours. Now, this wonderful statement that he accepted and approved through his faith wasn't just for Abraham's benefit. Now, that's where it comes and gets us today. Notice, we're looking at a Bible that's, whoo, pretty doggone old. You know, this was written right at about 0 B.C., you know, maybe 50, you know, after his resurrection. Wow, now we're already pushing 2,000 years. Still there. All right, God will accept us the same way as he accepted Abraham. Oh, he will? Yeah. When we believe the promises of God who brought Jesus back from the dead. He died for our sins and rose again. Why? To give us the same thing that Abraham had. Here's the last part of this. Uh, Make us right with God, filling us with his goodness. Now, let's plunge back over here to this history. Okay, I want to start here. Let me see. Genesis chapter... uh, Let's see, that was Isaac. Back up a little more. Here we go. Okay, now, what happened here is Sarah... Is passed away. Abraham's still alive. So whatever's going on with Abraham belongs to us. Abraham married again. Ha, that wasn't true love. Now, let's just don't go there, okay? Because guess what? It ain't going to be just Sarah and Keturah. Uh, He's got some more wives, okay? Well, we didn't kick him out of our church. Just let's just get the history. Keturah was his new wife, and she bore him several children. Zim, Zimran, Zokshan, Medan, Midian, Ishban, Shua, real people. Jokshan had two, shun, two sons, Sheba, Dedan. Dedan's sons were Ashuram, all these guys. Midian's sons were this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. Abraham, look at that, Dedan, wow, he had no money. 
No, the Bible says that a good man leaves a what? An inheritance to his children's children. Are, are, are you, do you not think that God will take care of you and cause you to be so blessed? Guess what? You're going to be able to give to your grandkids. You're not going out of here poor. You're going to leave it all, but you're going to be fine. Praise the Lord. Wow. Abraham deeded everything he owned to Isaac. However, well, he just miffed all the others. No, he didn't either. Praise the Lord. You wouldn't have either. He gave gifts to the sons of his concubines. He had several, didn't he? Well, let's just keep getting history. And he sent them off in the east away from Isaac. Well, that might not have been a good move. Because, you know, as a manager, you're trying to build a pyramid here and you need... You don't need anything but Jesus. Yeah, but I need my kinfolk. You don't need anything but Jesus. You are going to be okay. Watch the miracle of the Lord sustain you by yourself. You know, praise the Lord. I mean, no, Paula's not from around. She's from Colorado, isn't that right? No, Montana, something like that. Nebraska. Nebraska. Oh, you better run home, darling. No, you're fine. See, the Lord will take care of you wherever you're at. Richard, you're doing good because this is your hometown. Ah, oh, trust me. Hometown ain't got to do with it. It's Jesus. Okay. All right, so anyway, so Abraham died at the ripe old age of, wow, 175. That's why uh, his grandson said to Pharaoh, I ain't near as old as my grandpa. <laughs> All right, here we go. And his sons Isaac and Ishmael, oh, he came back. Yeah, he did. Even though Sarah, you know, his stepmom said, you get out of here. <laughs> Buried him in the cave of Machpelah near Mamre, the field that Abraham purchased, chapter before, you know. Uh, where Zohar the Hethite and where Sarah, Abraham's wife, was buried. Remember, that guy wanted to give it to him. I'm going to give you this thing. Praise what favor we have. After Abraham's death, God, oh my gosh. Now, wait a minute. This is us. Oh, but I read my Bible like this. That's what happened. Don't do that. Gosh, this reason we're struggling. God poured out rich blessings upon Dustin on Phil. You know, praise the Lord. Richard, Aaron, Janet, all of us in here. Myrna, look at that. Isaac now moved south to Beer Lahura, whatever, in the Negev. Okay, we've heard of the. All right, so he headed south. He's still in the promised land. Here's a list in order of their births, the descendants of Ishmael. Wow! Of Abraham, Hagar the Egyptian, Sarah's slave girl. Okay, we won't read them all, but here's the list of them. Okay, these 12 sons, this is Genesis 25, verse 16. These 12 sons became the founders of 12 tribes that bore their names. Ishmael finally died. Boy, he went a long way. Look at that. Joined his ancestors. No, he went back to dust. We're going to go see mama. We're going to go see daddy. We're going to see grandma. When you get out of here, you're still alive. You're not dead. You're maybe not here on this earth, but you're alive somewhere. All right. Here we go. Let's pick up right here. Uh, this interesting here, Ishmael, that's what created a lot of disturbances out these other nations around Assyria and whatever. Constantly at war. Verse 19. This is the story of Isaac's children. Isaac was 40 years old when he married Rebekah, the daughter of Bethuel, the Armenian from Padaram. Okay, Rebekah was a sister of Laban. Remember, that was kinfolk of, it was actually Abraham's brother. Okay, something like that. Now, notice this. Isaac pleaded with Jehovah, that's the Lord, to give Rebekah a child. For after many years of marriage, she had no children. Well, don't push God now. Yes, we do. That's, where's our prayers at? Oh, I'm going to, we, we're doing this in vitro and we're doing all. Everybody in the Bible that went to the Lord about having no kids got, had kids. Moses told them on Mount Sinai, there will none, there will be nobody that has miscarriages. <laughs> you don't know my wife. You don't know your God. Hold on a minute. You've got to quit doing that. And you can turn that around and just say something else. Well, Richard, he said miscarriages. 
You ever heard of a miscarriage of justice? <laughs> or maybe, I'm not getting treated right. Nothing good ever happens to me. Man, Moses said that'll never happen. One, I'll put a thousand to flight. Two, ten thousand to flight. You're going to beat your enemies, all this stuff. Anyway, so luck what happened. So boy, she has kids. Then at last she became pregnant and it seemed as though her children were fighting inside her. I can't endure this. Can you imagine that? Two of them in there wrestling. Wow. So she asked the Lord about it. You don't do that. Well, if you don't do it, you're going to miss out. You can talk to the Lord. Anyway. He told her, the sons in your womb shall be, a rival, shall be rival nations. One will be stronger than the other. The older shall be the servant of the younger. Now remember, they did come back and they hugged each other. But boy, they were... Boy, in their teenage years, and one up though, they thought they were going to kill each other. But anyway, sure enough, she had twins. The first was born with reddish hair. You'd think he's wearing a red coat, a, a fur coat. They called him Esau. When the other twin was born, his hand was on Esau's heel. They called him Jacob the Grabber. Isaac was 60 years old when the twins were born. This is, this is, we don't need details like this because this is just a spiritual story. No, we have details because it's facts. My dad knows how old I was when I was born. He's 24, you know. Why wouldn't they know? Okay, as the boys grew, Esau became a skillful hunter, while Jacob was quiet sort who liked to stay at home. We've seen this. Oh, yeah, okay. Isaac's favorite was Esau. Wow. Because of the venison. Oh, can't be no deer hunting. <laughs> Please. Look at that. Because of the venison he brought home. Rebecca's favorite was Jacob. One day, Jacob was cooking stew. He was exhausted from the hunt. Now, guess what? This story is in the book. It's, it's mentioned in Hebrews chapter 11. Because e I, Esau was so careless, he said, well, I don't care about the deed to the family property. Give me some of that food. Foolish. Let his brother trick him. Actually, didn't trick him. He just, he's cooking some stew. Boy, I'm starved. Give me a bite of that red stuff. Well, that's where the name Edom, ever heard of the Edomites? David was so mad at this Edomite that had killed Abimelech, the, not Abimelech, but uh, whatever, he was a high priest, whatever, had them all killed when Saul was chasing him. Boy, he was a descendant of this guy. Okay. Well, all right, trade me your birthright. When a man's dying of starvation, what good's his birthright? <laughs> well, then vow to God that it's mine. I don't care. Whoopie-doo. Whoopie-doo. <laughs> Lord, I stand before you. I give everything to my brother. <laughs> I'm hungry. What a mistake. As Esau, and Esau vowed, thereby selling all his eldest son's rights to his younger brother. Do you remember the Lord said the younger is going to uh, rule the older? Okay. Esau gave, uh, Jacob gave Esau bread, peas, and stew. Wow, he should have taken him out to Logan's at least. Okay. Man. Anyway, he ate and drank and went on his business. Indifferent. Look at that. To the rights he'd lost. Okay. Now, Remember, we're Abraham's kids, so look what happens next. Now, a severe famine. Doggone Democrats took over. My, I can't believe it. Governor of this state doing this. Man, kicking stuff around. We can't make it. No, it don't matter how bad it is. Jesus is with you. Now, a severe famine overshadowed the land, as it happened before in Abraham's time. You know, Abraham never lost a dime. He was fine. So Isaac moved to the city of Gerar, where Abimelech, king of the Philistines, lived. Jehovah appeared to him there and said, don't go to Egypt. Okay, I'll stay here. Do as I say, stay here in the land. If you do, I will be with you and bless you and give you all this land and to your descendants. Now, remember, that's yours. And now we see it's happening not only to Abraham, it's happening to his son. I'll cause your descendants to become a great nation. Uh, la -da 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 -da. Okay. 
numerous as the stars, and I'll give them all these lands, and, they'll, and they shall be a blessing to all the nations of the earth. I'll do this because, look at this. Again, you didn't earn it because Abraham, your daddy, you're not you. Somebody else did it. Isaac stayed in the land of Gerar. Would you say he stayed in Alabama? And when the man asked him about Rebecca, he said, oh, well, she's my sister. Now, was that true? <laughs> He's lying. That's because she was a knockout. She's already had two kids, too. He feared for his life. And so, well, she's my, she's, uh, he said, you know, oh, anyway, if he, if he told him it was his wife, he was afraid that they would kill him to get her, for she was very attractive. Okay, wow. Sometime later on, King Abimelech, the king of the Philistines, looked out a window and he saw Isaac and Rebekah making, well, yeah, right. She's your sister. Yeah, sure. Making love. Abimelech called for Isaac and said, hey, she's your wife. Why did you say she was your sister? Because I was afraid I would be murdered, Isaac replied. I thought someone would kill me to get her. Well, how could you treat us this way? Abimelech explained. Somebody might carelessly have raped her and we'd have been doomed. Then Abimelech made a public proclamation. Anyone harming this man and his wife shall die. Wouldn't that be good? Praise the Lord. Turned around, didn't it? That year, oh my gosh. Now remember, it's supposed to be famine. Famine, 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 famine. Ain't nobody going to do good, especially the Christians. You know, we're not going to work. We're a little... That's the reason you can't listen to what other people are saying unless they're preaching you the Bible. Preachers all the time, they mean well. Honestly, they do mean well. But they'll go, yeah, but it didn't work out for my wife. And I'm just here to tell you that it's always about Job. And they'll just preach Job. Their whole message, their whole life is Job. The story of Job lasted between six months and a year and a half. So to hear somebody preach about Job all their life is like, you got a problem there somehow. Besides that, if you read Job yourself, you'll go, doggone, Job's all right. You got it all back. The Lord was trying to make a point to the devil in the first place. <clears throat> anyway, read it. Don't read a book about it. Don't get the cliff notes. Read it yourself. It's easy. Quick read, too. <sighs> okay. Anyone harming this man, they're going to die. That year, Isaac's crops were, oh my gosh, tremendous. What about your crops? Same thing. hundred times. I wish that could be me. It is you. Praise the Lord. He was soon a man of great wealth and became richer and richer. Oh, riches will ruin you. No, it won't. The devil's what ruins you. You know. Look at this. Notice what it said. For Jehovah had blessed him. Wow. He had large flocks of, of sheep, goats, great herds of cattle, many servants. The Philistines became jealous of him. Well, now what happened? Well, yeah, here comes all, all that good stuff. Now you got people begging. People, it's going, quit listening to that. You've got Jesus. He is a shield. He'll take care of everything. Well, with the great money comes responsibility. Jesus will take care of your responsibility. You're not a dummy. The Lord will help you. It's just, we have a tendency to be negative and a tendency to not believe. Okay, but don't be. So here's what happened. The bad guys started filling up all his wells. Well, what would that do? Well, you ain't got no water for your animals. They're all going to die, that kind of stuff. Anyway, King Abimelech asked Isaac to leave the country. Well, look, leave us. Get out of here. Go somewhere else, for you've become too rich and, <laughs> you've become too rich and powerful for us. Praise the Lord. I don't mind being guilty of that. Glory to God. So Isaac moved. He had to leave town. Golly, Bob, I don't know nobody over there. Again, you don't need to know nobody but Jesus, that's all. He lived there instead. Isaac redug the wells his father Abraham did. 
the ones the Philistines had filled up after his death gave them the same names they had before when his father named them. His shepherds also dug new wells in the Gerar Valley, found a gushing underground spring. All right, we're doing great. Well, wait a minute. Then the local shepherds came and they claimed it. It's all right. Notice how you're getting blessed. This is our land, our well, they said. They argued over it. Isaac's herdsman. So they named the well the well of argument. Well, they must have named something that never happened. No, it did happen. Notice Isaac didn't give up, did he? Isaac's men dug another well, but there was a fight over it, so he called it the well of anger. So now we got a well of, of argument, and now we got a well of anger. Watch what happens. Abandoning that one, he dug again. The local residents found him, finally left him alone, so he called it the well of room for enough of us all. <laughs> Isn't that something? At last. For now at last, the Lord has made room for us, and we shall thrive. Then he went to Beersheba. Jehovah appeared to him, went on down a little further. What did the Lord tell him? Okay, I guess the Lord's going to say, hey, enough of this blessing. I want to teach you a lesson. Bull, that's baloney. I'm the God of your father. Notice he didn't say I was. Abraham's still around. Remember, it said, Jesus said, Abraham rejoiced to see my day. Abraham watching somewhere? Yeah, the book Hebrews chapter 11 says the grandstands, they're all watching. Woo, look at that. Go, Richard, go. Fear not, for I'm with you. Look at that. And we'll bless you and we'll give you so many descendants that they'll become a great nation because of my promise to Abraham who obeyed me. Remember that? Because of my promise to Abraham. Okay. Then Isaac built an altar there. Boy, he worshipped him there. He settled there and his servants dug a well. One day, look at this. Here they come again. He had visitors. King Abimelech arrived with his advisor, Ahuzah, and also Phil, we'll say, Phicol, his army commander. Isaac says, well... What'd you come here for? This obviously no friendly visit. Actually, they, look what they said. It's obviously no friendly visit. Since you kicked me out, well, Isaac, now calm down. You need to be polite. No, you don't. In the most uncivil way. <laughs> look what they said. Whoa, well, 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 we can plainly see. Look at this. Jehovah is blessing you. Now, you need to, we're not underlining, but you ought to underline that in your heart right now. People need to see Jehovah's blessing you. So don't just take a little trickle from heaven and think, well, that's enough. I guess that's all I get. It's supposed to be so wild that when you open your mouth, you have the opportunity to tell people about Jesus. It's just that bold. you know. It's not because the quarterback threw it to his favorite receiver and went in the end zone, scored a touchdown, and he gets on his knee. That's his job he did, and that's fantastic. But you don't have to have that. It's supposed to be something else, too. Those guys are ecstatic over having a touchdown, and they get the opportunity. But praise the Lord, this is ours. He said, hey, look, you treated us in the most un uh, uncivil way. They said, well, we can plainly see Jehovah's blessing you. We decided to ask for a treaty. Hey, let's, uh, let's just have a treaty. Promise you'll never harm us? Praise the Lord. Like we've never harmed you. In fact, we've only done you good and sent you away in peace, and we bless you in the name of the Lord. So anyway, Isaac said, okay, fine. They had a big party, and they signed this thing. They ate, and oh, my gosh. Isaac's not going to heaven because he drank. Look at that. And I hope that was, you know, health food, you know. You're supposed to fast. No, the disciples of, of John came to Jesus one time and said, why isn't your master fasting? See, it's not about your good works. I will starve myself for the Lord. Uh -uh. It's not about that. No, remember what Jesus told him? 
He said, do the, do the, do the bridegroom, uh, and uh, in other words, do the grooms of the bride, do they starve themselves while the bride, or whatever, the groom's over there? No, they're having a good time. In the morning, as soon as they were up, they took solemn oaths to seal the non-aggression pact. Then Isaac sent them happily home. Praise, do you see this? Your life is supposed to be, even among what could be your enemies, you're fine. That very same day, Isaac's servants came to tell him, we found water in the well they've been digging. <laughs> so he named the well, the well of the oath. Wow. And the, and the city that grew up there was called Oath. And it's called that today. Now, what was all that? It was history again, proving again that God's blessings are on the descendants of Abraham. And you and I are descendants. Now, Esau, that's his oldest son. He married a girl named Judith, daughter of Bera the Hethite. He also married Basemath. He's got two now, a daughter of it. But Isaac and Rebekah were bitter about marrying both of them. Boy, he didn't like you that, did he? Yeah. All right. Real quickly, when I get this, we'll stop. One day, uh, in Isaac's old age, he's almost blind. He called for his uh, he called for his son. Hang on just a second. Hold on a second. Twenty six. No, as far as I want to go. Yeah, because we've already hit this story. But anyway, do, do you see? Look at the, the tail end of this right here. Oh, where he said, you know, uh, oh, you know, he sent them happily home the same day they were digging. All of a sudden, they're digging this well, and they they found water. Praise the Lord! It's just it's endless. It's not like well, you have your ups and your downs. No, I don't think so. Remember, you start. Remember, you started this chapter off severe famine. But what happened to him? He where did it go? Uh, yeah, that year, that year when. The year of the famine. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Let's stop. One more thing right here. I just want to make a point right here. Let's see. Psalm, what were we saying? Psalm 41? Psalm 41. God blesses those who are kind to the poor. He helps them out of their troubles. He protects them, keeps them alive. He publicly honors them, destroys the power of their enemies. He nurses them when they are sick and soothes their pain and worries. Wow. Oh, Lord, I, play, I prayed. Um, be kind and heal me, for I confess my sins. But my enemies say, may he die soon and be forgotten. They act so friendly when they come to visit me while I'm sick, but all the time they're hoping I kick the bucket, you know, okay, you know. Oh, notice he didn't have to have his friend's support. They hate me and they're glad when I'm lying in bed. This is a Psalm of David. And when they leave, they laugh and mock. They whisper together about what they will do when I'm dead. It's fatal, whatever it is. He'll never get out of that bed. What's, what's David writing? He knows how great his God is. Even my best friends turned against me. A man I completely trusted. Well, that's just the end of the world. <laughs> and if you got girlfriend, boyfriend problems, you need to throw that away. You got Jesus, okay? I know the hurt and pain. I go through it too before. I, but hang on, you got Jesus. It might be a close friend, you know, girl with girl, guy with guy. Just, I can't believe it. My best friend. Don't worry about it. Look at this. Lord, don't you desert me. Be gracious, Lord. Make me well again. Look at this. This is the same thing Samson said. So I can pay him back. Praise the Lord. I know you're pleased with me because you haven't let my enemies triumph over me. You've preserved me because I was honest. You have admitted me forever. Look at this. You've admitted me forever into your presence. Yeah, that's wishful thinking, David. You don't know. You never know. Yes, we do know. It's called trusting the Lord. Look at this. Bless the Lord, the God of Israel who exists from everlasting ages. Remember when he says Israel, what was he saying? Abraham. Because who was named Israel? 
Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jacob's name was changed that night to Israel. Okay. The God of Israel, or you're going to say the God of Jacob, who exists from everlasting ages and, and on into everlasting eternity. Amen and amen. Well, praise the Lord. We're getting off that stupid bed. It says we're sick and we're not going to make it. No, we're fine. Father, we just thank you for your word today. We thank you, Lord. Based on what you said, our hope's supposed to be in you. Our trust is in you. So, Lord, if we're not feeling good, just like Psalm 1 says, 441 says, we're going to get out. Praise the Lord. If it's financial, we're going to get out of that trouble. And if it's some other problem, no matter what it is, we'll get out of that. How could we not? We're going to name the town after we got out. So, Lord, that doesn't leave anything left but for us to go around and tell others what great things you've done in our life because of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen.